Chapter Thirty Two of Anglo American Memories by George Washburn Smiley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Two Sir George Lewis, King's Solicitor and Friend, a Social Force. Lord Russell said of him, What is most remarkable in Lewis is not his knowledge of the law, which is very great, nor his skill in the conduct of difficult causes, in which he is unrivalled nor his tact nor his genius for compromise it is his courage that was said not long after the parnell trial in which lord russell then sir charles russell and afterwards lord chief justice of england who had long been at the head of the english bar of his own time proved himself the equal of any advocate of any time yet he must divide the honours of that trial with sir george lewis the profession, or the two professions of barrister and solicitor, divided them if the public did not. The public has almost never the means of judging. The work of preparing a great cause is carried on in the solicitor's office. The barrister takes it up ready-made, and the way in which he handles his material is seen of all men. But no barrister, badly briefed, could make much of a complicated case in no trial was this truer than in the parnell trial parnell was perhaps the greatest political leader of his time and the least scrupulous he had a black record and the men behind him a blacker not even sir george lewis could wash it all white but without him the judgment would have gone far more heavily against the irish dictator and if ever there was a case in which lord russell's eulogy on sir george lewis was to the point it was the parnell case it needed all his courage in handling facts to save his client from a condemnation which would have carried with it his banishment from public life mr gladstone marked his sense of the service done by making mr george lewis sir george lewis the knighthood some years later became a baronetcy the late king i believe suggesting it for the late king while prince of wales had stood to the great solicitor in the relation of client and this business connection had become one of friendship they were much together at homburg where both spent three or four weeks each year for many years homburg is a place where the houses are of glass and everything is known the prince gave his dinners at ritter's or at the cursal in the open air if he went afterward to play whist for these were anti-bridge days at mr lewis's rooms that was known nor is publicity so far as prince and king are concerned much less in england and when mr lewis dined at marlborough house or was present at a levee at st james palace or was a guest at sandringham all these things were of common knowledge and since the english are a very loyal people who had a strong personal attachment to their late king the confidence and liking the king showed him won for sir george the confidence and liking of others this great and eventful career has lasted more than fifty years and with the end of nineteen o nine sir george lewis being seventy-six years old retired from business leaving his son mr george lewis and his other partner mr reginald poole both for many years his associates to be his successors both are widely known as learned and skilful in the law 
both have been trained in sir george's methods and the new firm is still like the old known as lewis and lewis and they are still of ely place holborn it is characteristic of old days and ways in london that sir george lewis was born in one of the three houses now occupied by the firm his father was a solicitor before him a man of repute and ability yet none the less is this vast business the creation of the sun there are in london many firms of solicitors known the world over the messrs freshfield for example solicitors to the bank of england but there is seldom or never a fame due to one man it is due to combined action to organization to concentration upon one kind of business the firm of lewis and lewis knew no limitations the public thought of sir george lewis as the man to whom the conduct of great causes was habitually entrusted sometimes criminal sometimes social even divorce cases often those causes in which the honour of a great name or a great family is involved true but the business of messrs lewis and lewis was first of all a great commercial business sir george's permanent clients were among the city firms famous in finance or in banking or in industry that was the backbone of the business and continues to be the first case in which mr lewis made himself known to the public arose out of the failure of overend gurney and company then one of the leading houses in the city of london he fought that case single-handed against barristers of renown a bold thing for a solicitor to do and perhaps without precedent he did the same thing in the bravo murder case and held his own and more than his own against attorney-general and solicitor-general no doubt had he chosen he might have gone to the bar and become distinguished at the bar but not so had he chosen to model his life he never could have played the part he has had he done that for the dividing line between solicitor and barrister in england is just as clearly drawn as ever you may be one or the other you cannot be both you may pass from one to the other but you must elect between the two i ask myself sometimes what london society would be to-day had there been no george lewis it certainly would not be what it is there have been many many causes celebres in which his name has figured in open court or in the still more open newspapers but they are as one to a hundred of those which have never been tried and never supplied material for legal proceedings or for printed scandal the simple truth is that sir george lewis though the most successful of solicitors in contested causes has made fame and fortune by keeping cases out of court and out of print he carried the art of compromise to its highest point he saw that alike in the interests of his client and of the public and in his own interests also the greatest service he could do was to prevent litigation in that he has acted consistently for fifty years of how many lawyers can anything like that be said sir george lewis stands alone the money results of his policy are splendid his renown is splendid but the misery he has soothed and the social disruptions and disturbances and far-reaching disasters he has prevented are a tribute more splendid still and perhaps never has the value of his advice been so evident as when it has been rejected 
in the matter which shook london society perhaps more than any other of recent years sir george lewis on one side and a brilliant young solicitor mr charles russell son of the late lord chief justice on the other had come to an agreement the instrument they had drawn jointly was ready for signature so quietly had all this distressing business been transacted that had the instrument been signed then and there the world would never have heard there had been a disagreement till it learned there had been a settlement but outside influences intervened one of the two signatures was withheld then scandal broke loose and the sewers of london overflowed all winter there were reproaches recriminations divisions all london taking one side or the other then in the spring the same instrument word for word was signed the solicitors had never wavered nor perhaps ever doubted that since they were agreed their clients must ultimately agree it is a typical example of sir george lewis's methods but the mischief that had been done by intruders could not be undone sleeping for half a century or for only years and months in the black japanned tin boxes which lined the walls in ely place and in his safes were papers enough to compromise half london and scandalize the other half sir george reflecting some years ago on this state of things looked through the collection and then burnt the whole that is the best possible answer to the foolish story that he intended writing his memoirs his sense of professional etiquette and his sense of honour may both be judged in the light of these flaming documents it had been necessary of course to preserve some of these papers for a time on the chance of their being needed again but think of the relief with which hundreds and hundreds of people heard of the burning it is almost as if the tragedies of which all record was thus destroyed had never happened footnote i have since asked sir george himself about this conflagration story he answered yes it is true but there are things here touching his forehead which i can neither burn nor forget End note. sir george lewis could coerce as well as coax he could use threats but never a threat he was not ready to fulfil by and by his character came to be so well understood that a letter from ely place became almost a summons to surrender but always on reasonable terms with all that he had a kindness of heart to which thousands of people can testify i suppose no lawyer ever did so much for clients without fee or reward if you were his friend if you were of a profession if you came to him with a letter from some friend if you came to him in poverty with a case of oppression he would take infinite pains for you and no fee he had all sorts of out-of-the-way knowledge copyright law for one on which he was an authority and in which few solicitors are authorities there is this link between copyright in books and in plays and theatrical contracts the contract is commonly drawn by the publisher or manager who is a man of business and the author or actor who is not is expected to accept it it was this solicitor's pleasure to redress that balance he was a law reformer again unlike most successful men who are apt to be content with things as they are 
the letters he wrote to the times on such matters as the creation of a court of criminal appeal alteration in the law of divorce the administration of justice and other high legal questions show him a great scientific lawyer with a mastery of principles he was essentially a legal mind and he wrote with a luminous precision and force not always characteristic of the legal mind and he had what every judge on the bench ought to have and a few of the greatest really have an unerring perception of such facts as are essential and a power of dismissing all the rest sir george jessel had that one of the greatest judges students of ethnology may remark with interest that both were jews when such a man quits the stage it is an irreparable loss to his friends to his clients and to the world generally the feeling is more than regret for ties are broken which never existed before and will never exist again sir george lewis's position was unique because his personality is unique so will his fame be reputation in the law is for the most part transitory but this will endure End of chapter 32